You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, October 17th. Ah, I'm going to try to remain calm, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is going to be a tough one. The Chargers in what was an oddly thrilling game, um, they blow it. At home against the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott was phenomenal. I, I told Rob before the pod, I thought this was the best game of Dak's career. Uh, I look up and down Dak's career. I'm like, in terms of a spot, Dallas coming off a bad loss to the Niners. They got their pants pulled down on national television. They got humiliated. He bounces back again, national television, on the road at SoFi. I mean, he didn't. Have, he wasn't really trailing other than 7 nothing. Um, and Dak made all the throws. He was nails on third down. Dak Prescott won this game for Dallas. No doubt about it. You can't argue that. I think where this gets interesting, Rob, is the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert, listen, I'm not going to be go overboard and say he played like ass. He did not have his best game. Justin Herbert was not on. The guy's played with a fractured finger on his non-throwing hand. Uh, I don't know how many snaps he took from under center, but it was certainly fewer than five if he took any at all. Um and he just did not seem particularly sharp. He missed Keenan Allen deep on the left side once, and then I think he missed him on the left side in the first half as well. Um, just not particularly, not his greatest game. Uh, I'm not going to defend him and say, well, listen, Keenan Allen, well, Keenan Allen's got to make those plays. Well, no, the passes were a little bit off, and Austin Eckler was back, and Austin Eckler was a large non-factor. Uh, I think there were two drops by the Chargers, but again, you can't put this on those drops. Ultimately, the Chargers' offensive line was a massive, grave miscalculation by me. Uh, Lindsley, one of the top centers in the game, and the downgrade to Clap, whoever the hell that guy is. I mean, it was enormous. Uh, the defensive line in the middle just bullied this kid Clap badly. And then Micah Parsons did what he did in a big spot, did what Joey Bosa couldn't. Joey Bosa on a milk carton Monday night. Nothing. No quarterback hits. He didn't do a damn thing. 
and Micah Parsons gets a massive sack. Honestly, he hit <laughs> Justin Herbert so hard. I thought Herbert was going to maybe like not get the playoff in time. He got sacked on second. And then he like struggles to get the playoff in time. And I'm like, what the heck? Like Herbert looked rattled. Like Michael Parsons drilled him. It was a phenomenal hit. And Parsons, three quarterback hits. He was in the backfield all night. Chargers offensive line, just an embarrassment. A straight up embarrassment. Herbert didn't have time to throw. He wasn't super accurate. And this one hurts, folks. Two and three in the contest for me. Had the Chargers. Felt good about it. Uh, I'm sure some of you took the plus three with the juice. And you got the push. Uh, the two and a halves, they're losers. You could just feel it. And, and Rob, this is what really pisses me off about this game. Chargers come out with their hair on fire, get a three and out. And you're like, let's go. We got this stadium's juiced up. Chargers get the ball. Uh, good punt return. They go down, score quickly. Chargers on the board, looking good, feeling good. And then McCarthy comes back and is like, oh, I'm not going to run the ball on first down anymore. And it's just guys wide open on crossing patterns. Seemingly the same stuff every time. C.D. Lamb over the middle. Gallup. Gallup wasn't great. Cooks. Guys wide open over the middle. And it's like, oh, geez. And Dallas scores instantly. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, Chargers, time for a response. Kellen Moore, let's go. They did jack squat for largely the next two quarters. And as soon as they couldn't really respond and it was 7-7 forever, I was like, Chargers are screwed. Dan Moore, uh, sorry, Dan Quinn outfoxing Kellen Moore. And this is one of those moments where Kellen Moore could have really shown his franchise value. He could have shown, guys, if Brandon Staley ain't your guy, I'm your guy. And I saw nothing from Kellen Moore other than the fourth and one touchdown, which was a great play call um, to Everett, wide open. Um I did not think Kellen Moore had a great day. I did not think Justin Herbert had a great day. Joey Bosa, totally invisible. Derwin James, two asinine 15-yard penalties. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a little worked up. I'm just disappointed in the Chargers. As I said on yesterday's pod, 13 of 16 teams in the AFC were 500 or better. Now that number's 12, and the Chargers are not one of them. I took a quick glance at their schedule. They got the Chiefs this week. Not great. Chargers going to fall to 2-4. and four. Not great for the Chargers, uh, great for speculators, podcasters, guys who write, guys who are on social media. Who's the next Chargers head coach? Jim Harbaugh, don't sign anything in Michigan. Just wait. Just hold out. Could have a could have a job opening out here in L.A. Um, ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Aren't you glad you didn't take a job last offseason? Some of those crap jobs that were out there. Carolina, pff, Indy, eh. Those jobs weren't good. This is a good job. Now the roster is going to have to be reshaped because of the Herbert contract. And Rob, you're a, you're a Raiders fan, so I don't expect a ton of you know understanding here. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm going to mention something. I had to look this individual up. So this guy is considered one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. And in his rookie year, he went three and thirteen. He led the league in interceptions. His second year, turned it around 13-3, and three, but lost in the playoffs. Then went 10-6, and six, lost in the playoffs, 53% completions. In year four now, for this historically great quarterback whose name I'll give you shortly, they went 6-10 and 10 in the regular season. Year five, 10-6, and six, lost his first playoff game. Peyton Manning did not win a playoff game in his first five years in the league. Like, can we settle down with Justin Herbert as a bum? Can we settle down with Justin Herbert as Kirk Cousins 2.0? Justin Herbert as Phillip Rivers Redux? Can we just settle down? The talent is very obvious. He's on his third offensive coordinator. I think Anthony Lynn was first. Like, 
eventually he's going to find a head coach. He's going to settle in. The talent is there. Herbert did not have a great game. It happens. Jalen Hurts threw three picks against the Jets Sunday. Is he a bum now? I saw guys going after Jalen Hurts like one game now. Are we really doing this? He's got an entire body of work last year. Hurts has one bad game. Whoa, we crowned him too early. What? The take machine is a little out of control. Okay? Josh Allen has a, has a shit stinker in the season opener against the Jets. Wow, Josh Allen's trash. Wait, really? Come on, guys. Like, are we doing this? I know Justin Herbert has not accomplished what Hurts has or Allen has. He's going to get there. It's going to be fine. He didn't have a great game. The Chargers massively let me down. I'm not that mad because this is what they do, Rob. You're a Raiders fan. This is what the Chargers do. They historically let their fans and gamblers down. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm not going to dump on Justin Herbert. You know, I mean, the only thing that I've ever said, and I still stand by this, that's negative about Justin Herbert is that for all of his talent, his ability, which is, as you pointed out, immense. I mean, just in terms of physical tools, he's probably the best quarterback in football. Just prototype, this is what you want. Tall, athletic, big arm, accurate, you know, he has everything. But given all of his gifts, why doesn't he win more? And now after uh, Monday night, what do you know? He's 27 and 27 in his career as a starter. He's a 500 quarterback. He is the definition of mediocre. Now, that's just oh. the winning portion, right? Now, I, I think, obviously, I think he's a great talent. Um, he, he's elite in that regard. I just would expect a guy with his ability and his statistics, specifically, would be able to win more. That's all. But I think your larger point is what's the, the bigger deal here is that the Chargers, historically, have always been where the parts were greater than the sum. Usually it's the reverse, right? You know, a team that's real plucky, they're maybe not as talented, but they play hard and they're well coached. And that's why they say the sum is greater than the parts. The Chargers are the exact opposite of that, right? You have pro bowlers and all pros all over that roster. Herbert, Eckler, Slater, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is hurt, so I'm not going to count him. Uh, uh, their center, I believe, is hurt, so I'm not going to count him as well. Uh, Mac, Bosa, uh, Derwin James. like I mean, everywhere. They're loaded. And for whatever reason, they find themselves in these nip and tuck games, down by three, up by three, two minutes to go. Can the defense hold? Can the offense make a play? And more often than not, they lose those games. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a stat last night that in the last two seasons, no team has played more three-point games than the Chargers. Okay, most losses by three points or less last two seasons. The Chargers, six. One less than the Denver Broncos, who have been a dumpster fire, and one more than my Raiders, who last season, I think, set the record for most times losing by three points or less in any NFL season. Like, this is who they are. This is what they're always going to be. And the reason why is, like we saw last night, and this is kind of true for both cases, but specifically for the Chargers, how do you end up on a primetime game coming off a bye and you have nine penalties for 79 yards if you're the Chargers? And a lot of them were like at the most inopportune time and a, a crucial third down. You have third and inches and you get a holding now third and 11. Suddenly, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? You kind of just got to take it. You have, you have a, 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 a false start penalty. The offensive line, I believe, was flagged three different times for holding last night. Like... You're not going to win football games like this. And it's why I'm never going to take them seriously as any kind of contender 
for a Super Bowl, especially in the AFC, because this is who they are and this is what they do year in and year out. Uh, on the game-winning drive for Dak, third and 18 penalty uh, illegal contact in the secondary. Third and six, Dak to C.D. Lamb for 18 yards. Third and nine, Dak to Brandon Cook for 21 yards. Like they just they kept converting easily on the on that game-winning drive. So then you go to the uh, touchdown drive to put them up 17-10. Third and 11, Dak to Tony Pollard for 60. And that's that play right there is what you usually see from Herbert. Dak looked like he was wrapped up and sacked, spins out of it, finds Pollard who breaks a tackle and is gone for 60 yards. Um, and then, uh, you know, the awesome play that Dak made to uh, Brandon Cooks on the touchdown. Dak made the plays, Justin Herbert didn't. It's really as simple as that. If uh, Rob, if you want to play the blame game for the Chargers, and we should, it's fun. It's a fun game. Um I don't know if you go offensive line or just the defense and their inability to get stops. Um, you, we're not going to be, we're not allowing referees to be blamed here. Sorry, not going to let that happen. Um, the refs did suck, but they were sucky both ways. Um, so I think Kellen Moore gets in the discussion, and Herbert's obviously in there. But if you're assessing blame, I, I just it's a combo for me of the offensive line and Kellen Moore and the inability to adjust when you're getting your your offensive line caved in literally on every drop back. And I know Herbert was only sacked once. I get that. But the pressure is forcing him to get rid of the ball early and a lot of misses. Rob, you played high school football. I did not. I never I never played organized football in my life other than just dominating two-yard, two-hand touch in my neighborhood and street football. You know, obviously I'm legendary, recess football, all that stuff. But, like, if you're getting your teeth kicked in at halftime, doesn't the coach say, we can't block these MFs. Let's bring in a tight end. Let's maybe go two back sets, and one of the backs is blocked. We've got to do something to adjust because our center's getting trucked, and uh, Pipkins can't hold his own. Like, I mean, every time, Rob, when Herbert's dropping back, I'm just seeing Micah Parsons bending off the edge and is shifting the pocket, and Herbert has to move. Like, that's just unsustainable. And for Dak, like, I didn't see Bosa doing the same thing. Like, you know, I don't know if Micah Parsons is going to reinvigorate his Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. Like, there's a lot of guys in the mix. T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett. Micah Parsons is in the mix. Like, biggest moment of the game. He takes a huge sack on second and one after that bullshit spot of the uh, Keenan Allen catch uh, on second and 24, whatever it was. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just so pissed I'm rambling, Rob. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because I know you had money in this game. So anytime something like this uh, happens, bit, you can yeah. usually tell when Jason has money on a game. And uh, thank you for pointing out my stellar high school career. Um, peak was my my team went at two and eight as a senior. Two and eight. Uh, so yeah, so we we weren't good at all. But um, thank you for pointing were that you out. The, were you the it. green dot on, on defense calling the play? I was. I was. I mean, the defense giving up forty five points a game. But hey, someone had wow, to get the calls in. Wow, they trusted you. That, that, Look at they trusted. Yeah, they trusted you, me to get the calls in. Look, yeah. your point about the offensive line, I think, is 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 astute because if I were to play the blame game and I had to blame anyone on the Chargers to be the offensive line. To your point, they only had one sack, but according to NFL research, the Cowboys pressured Justin Herbert on 47.5% of his dropbacks, which is his highest of the season. Woo! And to your point, to your point, the thing about the Chargers is they're, they're like a finesse team, right? Their tight ends, uh, Parham and Everett, neither one of them is known for blocking, right? Like yeah, Parham's just fair. a jumbo wide receiver. Everett, you know, that's part of the reason why he hasn't been able to stick in one place for too long because he doesn't block. He's a tight end, doesn't block. And Austin Eckler, for all his abilities coming off the injury, he's undersized. You can't yeah. expect him to pick up 
you know, Micah Parsons coming off the edge. And I think as, as much as it, it is fun to talk about the losing locker room and what's going on with the Chargers, I think we got to come full circle. Tons of credit to the Dallas Cowboys because unlike the Chargers, their stars played like stars last night. You brought up Dak Prescott. He outduels Justin Herbert, right? Tony Pollard, you mentioned that big 60-yard catch and run. Ultimately, I thought was the biggest play of the game because it, neither team get anything going and then he, he breaks one off of a broken play. CeeDee Lamb was money in the first half, finished with over 100 yards. And Micah Parsons seals the deal a la Max Crosby on Sunday night. I wish I was there to mm. talk about that one yesterday, but I wasn't. So their primary guys came through when they needed them to. On the flip side, Justin Herbert, fourth day, or excuse me, on the last drive of the game, scrambles, could have got the first down, he slides short, right? Yeah. Keenan Allen did the same thing, ran out of Browns when he could probably could have got a first down on that last drive. Um, Austin Eckler was obviously a shell of himself. I don't know how much of it was the injury, but he didn't look great at all, period. Running the ball, blitz pickup, pass protection, nothing. He didn't do anything great. Um, Keenan Allen was, was mostly good other than that last play. And Mac Bosa and Derwin James were like invisible. Derwin James, to your point, had a couple of just brutal penalties that helped extend drives for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you're not getting the kind of coaching that you would need to win in a game, like as you mentioned, you weren't impressed with Callum Moore, then it's up to your stars to overcome that kind of stuff. And Mike McCarthy, I thought, coached a pretty bored game too as well. They had 11 penalties themselves. They didn't. They were doing a lot of bad things. Not buttoned up, but I would agree. But their stars came up big when they needed them to. The Chargers guys did not. Now, uh, I was just looking at the uh, Cowboys schedule. It's like you make it sound, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, like you think this is a big win. Obviously, for Dallas, it matters. But like, does this change your trajectory of them? They go into the bye week, then they come out uh, at home against the Rams. Then they have Philly, Giants, Carolina, Washington. There's a chance to get hot here. The schedule is kind of easy until November, December, where they have Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami to close it out. Miami and Buffalo are going to be in the playoff mix. Philly will be fighting for a top seed. I think Seattle's a little undervalued. So, like, Dallas needed this, honestly. I was looking at their prices to miss the playoffs before this Chargers game. Chargers, of course, had to get the deal done. They did not. But, like, I didn't see anything from this game from Dallas to think, like, okay, I think they're definitely better than, like, the Detroit Lions. I, I just I didn't see that. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I— even though I picked them to win the division before the season started, it had more to do with the Philadelphia Eagles than anything with the Dallas Cowboys. I expected that the Eagles would get off to a slow start because they got the new the new coordinators, offense right. and defense. That ultimately didn't happen. So, no, I don't take them seriously at all. But to your point, looking ahead at the schedule, if they don't win four of their next five, then there's a problem in Dallas. Because you mentioned oh. they come off a bye, home to the Rams. At the Eagles, I would probably chalk it up as a loss. But then it's home Giants, at Carolina, home Commanders. And then even after that, home Seahawks. Like, those are games that they should win, given the talent on that roster. Um, it's up to them, though, whether or not they're going to show up because that's one issue that you have with the Dallas Cowboys is unless they're playing the bottom feeder teams, it's hit or yeah. miss whether or not you're going to get their A game. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this october for instance i think this week you got to give a strong strong look it's gross but bear with me 
The Cleveland Browns at home getting four and a half, five against San Francisco. Going to be a fascinating game. You're buying low on Cleveland off the buy, off a terrible game from a rookie quarterback. And you're selling high on the Niners coming off a monumental primetime win over the Cowboys. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Remember my alternative Super Bowl picks? Chargers were my alternative <laughs> Super Bowl. They're, I don't right. even know if they're going to make it. Kansas City this week, uh, they're going to have to lick their wounds, and ooh, they have to go to KC for what will be the best 4 p.m. game in what looks like a crappy slate. Then they have the Bears at home. I will be at that game with a buddy. Um, Sunday night football. Then they uh, travel to the Jets. Maybe that's Jets, that Jets defense can rattle Herbert. So let's say you lose two of your next three. I don't know. D- does Staley make it to Thanksgiving? I still see Detroit, uh, Baltimore. I don't know, man. I, 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 this is just an uninspiring defeat. And remember, they paid Herbert. Like, you got to make like Eckler's going to be gone. Mike Williams, who's out for the year, is going to be gone. Uh, I, I would assume Khalil Mack is gone. Uh, they're going to keep Bosa. Derwin James, listen, man. I know Derwin James is immensely talented. Daniel Jeremiah loves him, has hyped the guy for years, and he's been an awesome athlete. Safety just doesn't matter. And this guy makes stupid penalties. Did you see, like a clear headshot to the tight end? And there was another 15-yard penalty. I think it was on on da- he hit Dak. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of Derwin James jerseys when you go to a Chargers game. Like, I'm not seeing it. He's not making the. He's like he's better than Jamal Adams, but that's not saying much. Um, all of a sudden, you just look at the Chargers and you're like, man, that Super Bowl window when you got the quarterback on the rookie deal is tiny, right? We're gonna see Anthony Richardson's Colts. By the way, Richardson looks like he's out for the year. We're gonna see them spend Rob, like whatever good wide receiver gets cut by their team because of a salary cap situation, the Colts are going to be all in. And then you got Pittman, who's pretty good, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, and then you get, like, you know, free agent or uh, expensive wide receiver that's better than DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. Um, uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. There you go. You could do that because you got the quarterback on the rookie deal. Then you get the, the defense in place, and the Colts have a playoff team. Bryce Young's team. Probably going to spend lavishly. They're going to go sp- get somebody. Um Who's the other team with a rookie quarterback this year? It's uh, Houston, C.J. Stroud. They're going to go buy some people. Like, this is what you do. Like, the Chargers did that, and they have no playoff wins. And it's a little <laughs> sad. It, I, I just heard that big sigh from Rob. It's like, yeah. listen, I, the Bills did that, and their window's closing, man. Their window is tiny. I, I, went, I unheard last week, I said, I think Stephon Diggs will not be on the Buffalo roster next year because the Allen contract kicks in, and he's taken up like... 
a shit ton of the cap and his cap hits like 47 million from like 18 million. I, the numbers might be off. I don't have them right in front of me, but they're massive. And it's like, well, we got a cup from somewhere and the offensive line already stinks. And it's like, well, receivers are kind of fungible. You could just plug and chug. Um, the defense is probably going to lose some dudes. Uh, the defense is getting old. Like this is what happens when you pay the quarterback. And, and I feel like the chargers window, man, like, I don't know. And, and Rob, the other thought I had on quarterbacks, not related to San Fran. I'm sorry, not related to the Chargers. Let's say we have a San Fran-Detroit NFC title game. Okay? You will have Jared Goff, who's like middle-of-the-pack salary for quarterbacks, and Brock Purdy, who is seventh-round pick, making like $850,000, and he's got like a roommate in, in the Bay Area. And it's not a girl. It's like a guy, you know? Um, he's got like a male roommate. I guess it's a teammate. I don't know, friend, buddy, whatever. But he's not making enough money to like live on his own in the Bay Area. Do you think we will start to look at quarterback salaries differently if that's the NFC Championship game? Because, you know, Dak's looking for a contract, and tonight was a great performance, a regular season game, whatever. I just wonder if more teams are going to say, listen, the bar to be a $50 million guy is going to be higher than what Dak had hit it's, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins, we're not giving you 50 mil. Um, it's like Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, that ilk. And, 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 and then there's not going to really be a middle class. Because Jared Goff, I think, is making like 25 or 30 mil. I'm like, I would take him over Daniel Jones in a heartbeat. You know, and it's like, I, I just wonder, have we hit the ceiling, Rob, on these quarterback contracts? Because it's going to be tough. We're going to see the Chargers struggle next year to, to, you know, have as sick of a roster when you're paying your quarterback a ton of money. I mean, I hope that happens. I mean, correction, I don't hope that happens because like you, I said before, I hope all these guys get paid. I think in the NFL, I'd love to see get fully guaranteed contracts. The NFL salary cap is a myth. I've told you that. I don't want to go down that road again. But to your point, I also do believe that you should be paying the player, not the position. So Daniel Jones, the player, huh. is not a good NFL quarterback. He's just point blank period. He's not. But because he plays quarterback... Like the bare minimum now he's going to get in any new deals like 40 million plus, which I think is exactly what he got. Derek Carr is, you know, at one point was maybe a top 10 quarterback, yeah. like right on the fringe there. And then he kind of tapered off. But because he's a quarterback, he's going to get upwards of $40 million a season. Like that's just is what it is. And on the flip side, you have running backs and wide receivers and offensive linemen even that are all pro caliber players. The most recent one comes to mind is, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. And those guys are like scratching and clawing and holding out and doing all kinds of interviews to get 13 million. Like mm. it, it, it just because of the position that they played, they're suddenly devalued. And because quarterbacks, people are convinced that you can't win without a good quarterback. And while that may be true, that doesn't mean you have to overpay for a guy who's not any good. You know, we I can't believe this. You just said Derek Carr. I looked it up. This is staggering. I did not really realize what his contract is. So uh, his cap hit this year is seven million dollars. Not a big deal. It jumps to thirty five mil, and then forty five mil. Derek Carr is not much better, Rob, right now. I don't think than Daniel Jones. Uh, maybe it's the offensive coordinator, but they Whoa. look like ass. Whoa, bro, Daniel Derek Carr Jones? looks terrible. He looks awful. They. they Rob, I, I've, I think I've lost betting on the Saints like three times this season. Um, they can't move the ball. They cannot get in the end, end, end zone in the, uh, in the red zone. I think they had 400 yards against the Texans. They looked awesome between the 20s. And then they get to the red zone. It's like, oh, what do we do? Oh, my God. They panic and make stupid decisions. 
Rob, I mean, they couldn't move the ball against the Titans at home in the opener. It's like, whoa, that was a red, that was a red flag. And since that, like Derek Carr, I mean, he's, I guarantee you, he's on the waiver wire in your fantasy league. That, I mean, again, that doesn't matter in greatness, but like he's not even generating fantasy points. He doesn't have, he's not throwing the ball to Olave. Olave's killing me. Um, I don't, it, it, this quarterback thing is weird because, and we, 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 I'm trying to look at the time here. Okay. So we didn't get into this after Thursday, but, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, like, it ain't working, you know? Uh, it's like that relationship you get into with the hot girl and you're in college and or maybe you're right out of college and you introduce her to friends and they're like, bro, this is not going to work. And then, But you're, still, you're trying to make it happen. It's happening. It's just not, it's not going to work long term. It seems like if the Broncos have a choice, they would rather just cut Russell Wilson and absorb the dead cap hit, suck ass next year, which they would. Get so they'll be they'll stink this year. We we think they're going to win what four or five games, Rob? Six maybe. Uh, Sounds about right. Okay, so they'll be picking in like the top seven. You know, great case scenario they get Michael Penix. Best case scenario Drake May or whatever. Um, and then you outright just cut Russell Wilson, absorb the dead cap hit, right? Like the Falcons did when they got rid of Matt Ryan. Um, there was another one I looked up. You you might have even mentioned it. I think Matt Ryan was $40 million. It was like a one-year. Yeah, ooh, that was the highest one. Yeah. That really hurts. One year of pain, short-term pain, long-term gain, right? It's like when you go back to the gym after the holidays, you know, and, that, and then you're like, I'm signing up for the gym. You get there, you're all excited. And the first workout, you're like, oh, I'm so overweight. I'm so out of shape. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm dying. I can't go back. Short-term pain, long-term, it's going to be great. Just fight through it. And – it's going to be ugly to dump Russell Wilson. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick it up! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made, and in business, It's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. Rob, would you agree at this point? The more likely scenario is stop trying to make Russell Wilson happen. It's just not happening. It, it, I don't want to say it's over for him. He'll probably get paid on the cheap somewhere else. But I don't think he's long for Denver. Would you agree? Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is I still wouldn't put all of the blame on Russell Wilson. No, agree. Like, agree uh, yeah. Up until this last uh, week against Kansas City, his numbers were actually yeah. better than Patrick Mahomes on the season. Just in terms of raw passing statistics, yards, touchdowns, interceptions, QB rating, whatever. He was right there with Mahomes. The difference was that Mahomes wins and Russell Wilson doesn't. And what you're seeing now in Denver is – Sean Payton came in, talked all kinds of trash in the offseason about the previous regime and how poor of a coaching job they did and yada, yada, yada. And he shows up and they're even worse somehow. I I don't get it. And his solution then becomes, well, it's obviously like the the personnel just doesn't match what I'm trying to do. So it's not me. It's not me. Yeah. Let me let me get rid of Randy Gregory for nothing. Let me get rid of Frank Clark for nothing. Jerry Judy's on the trade block, possibly for nothing. You know, let me cut Russell Wilson probably down the road in the season. And it's kind of his safety net, so to speak. Like he he he's working with this, you know, he has a credit card that he's able to swipe and say, see, look, I'm just gonna buy this on credit and then kick the can down the road and I wait till I get my guys in here. Let me get, let me figure out my situation. It's eerily similar as I referenced last week to what's going on with the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels inherits a playoff team, adds Devontae Adams, and they get worse. Way worse. I don't know how that's possible, but that's what he did. And that's exactly what's going on right now with Denver. And because Sean Payton got the big money, because, you know, he has a better reputation, I believe, in football circles that he is still some kind of offensive guru. Um, even though the numbers say that he's on par with Mike McCarthy and nobody views Mike McCarthy in that kind of light. But because he has that goodwill, it's easy to blame Russell Wilson and, and pin all these failures on him. When in actuality, I think Sean Payton deserves a bigger blame than he does, but you're not going to get rid of the coach after one season. Oh, remember, you were right. McDaniels blamed Carr, ended up making him inactive, I think, for the last couple games. It's his fault. They got rid of Carr. It was ugly. I think Carr said he and his wife like cried about it and right. moved on. And, you know, I, I, listen, I'm not defending McDaniels here, but they are 3-3. Three and three. Um, Sure, they got lucky as hell to, um, you know, beat the Broncos early. 
Um, they were fortunate against the Patriots. I don't remember who their other win was. Do you? I don't even. Do you remember it? I mean, does it matter when Jimmy G leads the NFL in interceptions, interceptions and he's played one fair. less game than everybody? And, yeah, so did you really upgrade our quarterback? That's fair. Uh, he was basically like, just get Carr out of here. Listen, and right. sometimes you got to do that. You got to pin the blame on someone else so you could survive in advance and continue thriving. And McDaniel's, listen, man, I don't know. They get nine and eight, sneak into a wild card. Is that is that crazy? By the way, Devontae Adams, what's up with your boy? Sounds like he's just once out. Yeah, I've I've heard you know multiple sources tell me on the side that Devontae Adams has not been happy with Josh McDaniels ever since he's got there. Basically. I don't think he likes it. He The stuff he's yeah, saying at the podium and like... Really doesn't like wow. it. He's just talking out of pocket like, okay. But McDaniels yeah. doesn't seem to care. Uh, by the way, Jacoby Myers, great pickup. Was that McDaniels or the GM? Uh, probably both because they're a package deal. Patriots, like, right. The GM right, and the head coach came at the same time for the Patriots. Huh, so interesting. That's I mean, why that's why McDaniels gets the pass because they're together. Like they're not going to ax one and not the other. So... Yeah. Um, I'll wrap up with this, Rob. So we talked last week about this whole idea of um, teams that covered versus teams that did not. So I just wanted to put a bow on it. So in week six, there were five of those matches. matchups. The week before, did not cover versus did. Washington-Atlanta. Washington was coming in with the non-cover. Atlanta was coming in with the cover. Washington won. Minnesota-Chicago, Minnesota. Houston Saints, Houston. And then the two that didn't were Raiders, who I had. Oh, sorry, Patriots, who I had against Raiders, and then Carolina-Miami, so three and two. I've already looked this week. There are five. Actually, I guess, yeah, we'll toss it. Well, there will be six since the Chargers didn't. Saints-Jacksonville Thursday. I'll go ahead and tell you, we don't know about Trevor Lawrence. The uncertainty made me go bet the Saints. Um, not that heavily, but I bet the Saints. Uh, Indy Browns in what might be Gardner Minshew versus P.J. Walker. Bears-Raiders. In what will be, who is the Bears backup? What's do you know his name? Nugent or he's, something like that. I, like what's funny is I watched like way Virginia? too much of that game. Yeah, I watched way too much of that game and and uh, to not catch his name. So it's going to be Raiders backup, either Hoyer or AOC against whoever the undrafted rookie is for the Bears. That's a shit show. And then Philly did not cover against Miami, which did. Uh, I think I did bet Philly. And then San Fran, Minnesota on Monday, even not knowing Christian McCaffrey or Debo. Um, or Trent Williams, I bet San Francisco. I just think Shanahan just schemes up some good stuff. And then you toss in Chargers Chiefs. There's some gross ones, Rob. Like, are you back? I can't guard. I cannot back Gardner Minshew again. I cannot do it. Um, I don't think I can back the Bears. Uh, Philly and San Fran are two good teams that I don't mind backing. But this week, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks. And um, I guess we could take a deep breath. Maybe we'll do like an NBA preview midweek, Rob. When does the NBA season I start? Is it Halloween? It starts a week from today, Damn, Tuesday the 24th. All right, we'll have to get our act together. I'll, I'll see who we could get on as a guest to kind of preview the season. Um, I'm not going to get too excited, but I did see uh, the Bucks lakers highlights. Rob, did any quick thoughts on the, that, that game, which meant nothing, and the Lakers didn't play anyone? Oh, I'm totally locked in. I'm, I'm already getting I'm, – I'm, I'm booking my hotel now for the parade for the championship for the Lakers oh, wow. in June. Jeez. That, Boy, that's how great. good I feel right now. I thought you were going to after two and a half preseason games. Dame Lillard talking trash like they started blitzing me, and I'm like, okay, I'll pass it to Giannis. <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you? Who are you going up against? The uh, guys who are going to not even be in the league. Like it's not like Austin Reeves was out there, but now we're going off on the Lakers. It's almost Lakers time, folks. All right, um, lengthy uh, Tuesday pod. Uh, hope I didn't go in too hard. 
Uh, I got to give Dak Prescott a shout out. He was tremendous. Congrats, Dallas. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.